0: As you breathe out, breathe out fear. As you breathe in, breathe in faith. And as you breathe out, breathe out guilt. So I wanted to ask you, how does that feel? (laughs) I know for me, it always feels good that I can just stop for a moment. And it helps me any time of the day to be able to focus in that. But let's go to God in prayer. Thank you, God, so much just for allowing us women to meet and worship together uh, to just learn about you and to learn about what it means to have our identity in you. And what I love about your Bible is you give us so many great examples to learn from. Thank you for sending Jesus to this world to guide us, to show us how to have an identity in you. And I pray that today that you soften our hearts and that your spirit speaks through me. And that we all can learn together how to have a true identity in you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to share, um, you know, in that picture there, I found a girl in the desert because we're here in the desert. (laughs) And um, actually the scripture we're going to go to is uh, Jesus and he's in a desert. But before he was in the desert, he had just been baptized by John the Baptist and so heaven opened up, God's spirit came down, a dove, and he tells Jesus, this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. So imagine how Jesus is feeling at that moment. I know for me, I'd be feeling pretty good about myself right there, right? I'd feel believed in, I'd feel valued, I'd feel important, I'd feel uh, just really high joy, Right? But doesn't that happen to us when we have a lot of high, then we hit a low? So we're going to start there, what's happening to Jesus. (laughs) So Jesus, he's, uh, you'll see the picture there, um, Satan is right there. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God... Tell these stones to become bread. Wow. So Jesus is in the desert. But we think of desert, we think of, oh, yeah, like where you live here, or maybe Arizona or somewhere like that. But really what it means is he's led to a wilderness, which it actually means a demonic presence. Do you know that? And so what happens, we all in different times in our spiritual walk with God, are led into a wilderness where we are tested. And that's exactly what's happening to Jesus now. And if you notice, Satan says to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. First of all, Jesus is hungry, right? When I fast for one day, I really have a hard time being kind, I have a really short fuse, and I get really angry, whether it's at myself or at my animals or at my husband or whatever. You know, it's really hard to be kind. So I can't imagine what Jesus felt like 40 days of fasting, 40 nights, right? So he is feeling very, very hungry. But Satan says, hey, if you're the son of God, basically saying prove to me you're the son of God. But what's really ironic is Satan knows who Jesus is. Do you know Satan was the guardian cherubim in the Garden of Eden? The guardian cherubim. He was the one who was guarding and protecting the Garden of Eden. He had a high role that God chose him to do. And then he rebelled against God. So he was somebody who he obviously knew who Jesus was, right? I wonder if what he was really wondering, Satan is I know who you are, but why are you here? Why are you here in human flesh? So he's tempting him, asking these questions, to try to find out why Jesus is there. For us as women, our first temptation is, I am what I do. I just want to make sure, yeah. (laughs) I'm not used to this uh, PowerPoint, so I just want to make sure the slide matches where I'm going, so... If I check, that's why. So our first temptation is I am what I do. Don't we feel that way as women? Like if we do well, we're doing good. Our identity, we're secure, we're strong, we're confident. But if we don't do well, if we failed in something, then we feel insecure, not confident, guilty, discouraged. See, as women, we have so many roles that we have an identity in. We are mothers, we're daughters, we're friends. Some of us are grandmas and great grandmas. Others of us are professionals in our homes. We are nurses. We didn't go to college for that, but you know, we're nurses we figured it out, right? (laughs) We are chefs. We are Uber drivers, but we don't actually get paid for it, right? (laughs) Where's the money, right? We're dog whisperers, right? Or whatever animal you have, you are figuring out how to take care of them and nurture them so that they're happy, right? So we're all those things. And we're also project managers, you know? We keep everybody on task. But what happens is we can get our identity on that by what we do and we get our value. Like Satan's tempting us. You are what you do. So we look at each other and you could be insecure like, oh there's her right there she's a good mother she uh she has a baby she uh uses all organic she purees all her food uh she has all her meals pre-planned and prepped in the freezer and everything runs on schedule her house is completely clean and I feel like trash. Right? <laughs> My kids are destroying the, that place and I, I can barely like, keep everything together. And so because we aren't doing what this other mom is doing, we can feel insecure. Or we can think like, this woman has five kids and all of them are followers of Jesus. And then feel like, oh, what did I do wrong? Where did I fail as a mom? Or another way, we can look on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever other social media where people are posting, oh, my kid got this this award, or track, or this or that, and you're like, okay, did I fail in that too? And we can really get our identities and our insecurities in what we do. And I know for me, I fall into that trap all the time. And I really have to take time to evaluate my feelings. Because sometimes I don't, and I'm running around, but I'm feeling it deep down inside, and I'm starting to feel insecure. And what I realize is I need to take time to stop and say, what am I feeling? What's going on in my heart? And to think, am I feeling sad, insecure? I've told you at times, in the ministry, I felt like a failure. I'd see other People baptizing more than me, and I'd feel like, "Does God love me? I don't think God loves me. He's not answering my prayer," and I really doubt that. And Gio would be like, "No, God does love you, and this and that." And what I had to realize that my value is in who I am, not what I do. But the temptation is strong, and it could happen to you at work. Like, yo, someone keeps getting promoted. It could be happening just in, you know, in different ways um, that we feel insecure about ourselves. And it can feel insignificant, unimportant. And then what happens is I feel discouraged, right? So um, what happens is we don't see the world as it really is. We actually see the world as we are. And I learned that from the Draw the Circle. It's the 40-day prayer. I love reading books because books really help me to draw closer in different ways to the Bible um, to learn more. So we begin to believe our identity and the lies that we follow. But let's see what Jesus says, how he answers Satan. He says, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So basically what Jesus tells Satan, I know who I am, not what I do. And I want you to hold on to that saying for yourself. Because you're going to be tempted when you go home today or maybe tomorrow. But just write it down in your little notebook or in your phone or, and just say, I know who I am, not what I do. Because that will really help us to remember who we are with God and not what I do. So Jesus is like, we don't live on bread alone, even though he was hungry. I don't know how he did it, but he did. So if we looked at Jesus from a humanistic perspective, uh, perspective, we would see him as a failure in his ministry on earth. So if you look at this scripture here, um, let's see, where I write it down? I'll just read it up above because I guess I didn't copy it here. Uh, it says, On hearing this, many of his disciples said, This is hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So let me give you the background to this. The day before, Jesus fed 5,000 people. The next day, he tells them, I am the bread of life. You need to eat of this bread. They didn't like it. Even after he fed the, and this great miracle, all these people walk away. And if you notice in the scripture, Jesus is like, are you going go to go too to the 12? I don't think I could have done it. I've been like, please come back. <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> right? But Jesus was confident in who he was before God and not what he did. And not the reactions of other people. identity In order to find our identity, we need to know our Bible. Amen. And not just know it, cuz a lot of us have been following God for many years. We can recite scriptures. We can do Bible study like on on spot, right? But know it deeply in our hearts and keep learning about it. For me, what I've had to do, I I was baptized in 1995. So, do the math cuz My brain is a little off with jet lag, but it's been a long time since I've been a follower of Jesus. But the thing is, is that I've had to be creative in keeping learning about God fun and exciting. So one thing I do as a mom, life can be very busy. So for me to read books, I put them in the bathrooms. I literally put them in the bathroom, and I every time I go, I get like a couple a page done, and so maybe three pages a day. It might take a couple months, but I get through a book, a spiritual book. I do. And it's really interesting, too. And I actually am paying attention because no one can <laughs> distract me in the bathroom, right? Another thing I do is I listen to podcasts. Um, the Bamo podcast, The Bible Project. I read books. The one I'm reading right now is The Unseen Realm by Michael Heiser. It's talking about the spiritual world and really what it's helped me to do when I read the Bible, it opens it up in a whole new way that I can see it from an ancient eastern perspective and a western perspective. And it's just, it feels like I'm reading the Bible for the first time. And so some of the things that I shared with you, like about the wilderness being a demonic presence in the desert, in the uh, where Jesus was being tempted that that actually came from those books. So it helps you to be able to get that perspective of what is really going on, the bigger picture of it all. Sorry, I keep speaking too close in there. Um, So yeah, know your Bible. And um, I love this scripture in 1 John 3.1. Did I switch it? No. Oops. I am going to... There it goes. I think I'm going to lose this thing. Uh (laughs) Oh, Let's like, make it tighter. Maybe not. All right. It doesn't want to go. <laughs> Hopefully it stays. But anyway, um, this scripture says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Our identity is that we are God's daughter. Amen. Yes, we, are. we are God's daughter, each one of you. And what I really love is that we're all different. Amen. And God made us different for a reason, Amen. not to compare or compete against each other, but so we can help each other out. Amen. We're sisters Amen. because we're all God's daughters. Amen. And so we're here to help each other, to make it to heaven. Isn't that really cool? But what really helps me keep remembering that I'm God's daughter is reading the Bible. Because God reminds me again and again. I'm going to hold on to this so I don't keep pressing that the wrong way. Okay, so we're going to go to the second temptation. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple if you are the son of god he said throw yourself down for it is written he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone okay so he takes jesus on this highest you see the cliff there or highest temple and he's saying jump down and he uses scripture this time hey the bible says you won't break anything right The second temptation is, we are what others think. We get our identity about what others think about us. Doesn't it always feel good when people encourage you and compliment you? But at the same time, if someone criticizes you, doesn't that affect you a different way, especially our self-esteem? But you notice Jesus wasn't rocked by Satan's temptation, right? I wonder why, right? You know, a lot of times we can um, be hurt by people, whether it's at home or at church. But we don't talk to them. Because we care about what they think. It's scary, right? If you really are honest, it's scary. It's uh, It's humbling to tell people what we feel. You know, I was talking to May on the way down. So a couple weeks ago, we had our women's tea and it was a really nice event. I felt like God's spirit really moved and it was so encouraging. And then, um, so this women's tea, we had real China and uh, some platters were left over. So I told myself, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna wash these and bring them back. So the next day, For church, I brought these platters. And mind you, I had just come from a women's day the day before, so I'm mentally dead. I'm so exhausted. But I'm at church. And Gio and I, we always go early to church because we have to set up some things and get things ready for church. And so I put the platters on this little table. And it was like a carpet floor like this. And we pick it up, and we move it basically five feet. But within that five feet... One of the platter fall, One of the platters falls and breaks. Yeah. And so my husband's amazing because he's like, "Oh, you know, if they would have, they wouldn't have left it if it meant something to them." So I, you know, I was like, "Okay, I'm okay with that." And then the sister comes in, and she's like, "I show her the platter, and I told her what happened, and then she's, uh, I think it was irreplaceable." And then she says, I think I know whose it is. And it was guests, <laughs> platter. So I'm really hard on myself. <laughs> I hate messing up. Like, when I was in eighth grade and I got all A's of one B in dance, and I was in honors I cried like I sat there crying my mom probably thought I was crazy but I cried and then the next semester I got all A's but anyway it was like that's how hard I am in my nature with myself I hate failing and this was something I couldn't go back no matter how hard I tried and I was like I can't go back in time I really wish I could and then I start beating myself up in my mind and so I'm going through this internal Drama in my head. And then what happens? This brother was helping set up for service the sound. He makes a comment about uh, something I didn't do. And I was already feeling down. And then I felt really down. And mind you, I was on my period too. So I'm already highly emotional. And so May, my friend here, she helps lead songs, and she uh, was kind of there witnessing what's going on. And I said, hey, come with me to the back room. And she had no idea what's going on. I just started crying, and I told her how sad I was. And I was crying like a baby, like just all the emotions came out. And she just hugged me, and she prayed with me. And then she's like, you also got to go talk to that brother, too. <laughs> And it was scary. It was scary to talk to this brother, you know, cause I'm the type of person that I'll forgive them in my heart and then I'll move on. But then sometimes little things build up little by little later on. So I'm like, she knows what's going on in my heart. So I gotta follow up with this, right? <laughs> so I called him and I talked to him and he's like, oh, you know, I didn't mean it the way it came out. Like, I really think you and Gio do so much. And, You know, I'm really thankful for you guys. And so it really helps to have that conversation. So thank you, May. And, um, but what what I realized is I care so much about what others think, that sometimes I can allow it to affect my relationship with God and relationship with others. But what I learned is we need to share with other women in our lives, these women in the room, or maybe they're not here yet or different things, but, to share with women who are safe and we can pray together and help each other out. I didn't feel criticized by me. I felt loved. I felt compassion. I felt acceptance when I was really good at beating myself up. And so the temptation is I am what others think. but that's not what God wants us. He wants us to be free in our identity as daughters of Christ. So here's how Jesus answered. He said, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So what I want to encourage us is to know ourselves before, so that we can know God. Because I was taking time to figure out my emotions beforehand, I was actually able to be in tune with my emotions so I could share with me. Otherwise, before, I would have just stuffed it. And you know who would have felt it later on that day? My husband. (laughs) He would have done something that, you know, irritated me. And he would have got it. But instead, I didn't have that energy, negative energy built up. But it's taking time and work for me to know myself so I can know God. And what happens is, is we as women can get in the habit of going to church every Sunday and just doing church. We show up, we come to church, we hug everyone. It's a brief fellowship. And then we go home to the rest of our lives and there's no real true fellowship. And I want to encourage ourselves, each other, to make effort to be real with each other, to be vulnerable, to share the deep, even whether it's good or bad, or to listen, like May just listened. She helped me by listening. And so... um, But it takes time to know yourselves because our identity is being God's daughter. So it doesn't matter what others think. And the one thing that I really admire about Jesus is that he only cared what God thought about him. And I see that as a strength. And that's what I want to learn is that, yeah, you know, not in an arrogant way, like I only care what God thinks, I don't care what you think. But, you know, I really care what God thinks and the other thoughts aren't going to affect me so it's going to help me be more humble more kind more honest with myself and with others and so I want to encourage us as we find our identity as God's daughter to come to God with everything in our hearts and also to pray through our emotions and I'm going to show you a little tool that I learned it's a feelings chart so you see the wheel it's a lot of emotions there right there's good and bad So if you find a word on the outer end, and then you go down to the middle, you'll see the root emotions. So sometimes we could feel insignificant, but it could be more we're scared or mad or different things. But it helps you, and what helps me is to really pray through my emotions. You know, sometimes when you feel like you have a great quiet time in the morning, and then by 2 o'clock, you're like, who's God? (laughs) Really? Like, you're... You're so mad at people cutting you off or different things like that or, you know, uh, different things just go wrong. And what I've learned is to take time to pause in those moments. If you're in the car or if you're at home or with people, just go to the bathroom and just think about what am I feeling? What's going on in my heart? And in that moment, it doesn't take a long prayer, but a short prayer to be, God, I'm feeling scared. I blew it. Or God, I'm feeling angry, you know, this hurts me. Or, I don't know what I'm feeling, God help me. <laughs> and then you can, God will help you. And then to be able to move on from that. Because God is there to help us. And the more we do that, the more we get our identity in Jesus. That we are God's daughter and that's what matters. Okay, the next temptation. Oh wait, before I say that. Is that, um, this, this? you know how Satan says he tempts them? With uh, all this, hey, the angels say you could throw yourself off and nothing will harm you. The angels will catch you. I wanted to read something. This is where you, if you know your Bible well, that you can actually fight against Satan. (laughs) Satan purposely left out verse 13. Verse 13 says, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Satan's a serpent. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you see that the more you read your Bible, the more you see what God has for you. And when we're not in our Bible, Satan will will Satan leaves out things. He has little lies. He'll leave stuff out for us so that we will believe something else. And so that's why it's important for us to be in our Bibles but also have true fellowship with each other because then we don't miss the little things that Satan is trying to deceive us with. The next temptation, the last, the third temptation. um, Oops, I cut off the sentence. So the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. All the kingdoms. The last temptation. I am what I have don't we feel that we can get our identity off of what we have whether it's a nice house nice car if you look at YouTube videos like I do for organization or things like that you see all these women have their pantries all perfectly labeled and everything's like you're like how do you have time for your five children I mean I don't understand. But anyway, I could feel, wow, they have a big house or they have all these decorations because I love holidays, so they have all these decorations and, you know, wow, that'd be nice to have all that, but that's a lot of money, right? (laughs) We could look at social media and feel that we're not enough because we don't have everything. And so um, let's see what uh, Jesus says here. Jesus says to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended him. So he challenges Satan, Kate, hey, it is written to worship God only, right? But I wanted to share, you, share with you this scripture because it really inspired me about how to combat the temptation I am what I have. You know what it is? It says in First uh, Timothy six seventeen, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Yeah. Hope in God, do good, and be generous. The way we com- combat the temptation of I am what I have is by hoping in God, doing good, and being generous. And it also said, not just being generous, but it says being willing to share. So it's not just money, it's our time, it's our talents. We get to share all those things, right? God wants us to be generous. And so we see the blessings. The temptations are gone. I love it when I, I, I hear about people who I didn't know that they had a lot of money, but they do. And I see how they are so generous. Uh, some people they are like, oh, yeah, is there a child with youth camp that can't afford it? I'll cover them. You know, things like that. Um, It really encourages my soul that people are generous in that way. Or people don't have a lot. They're like, hey, come over for dinner. We'll have you over. And somehow they have magic and they put all this food out and they just give so much. Or they're tired, but yet they work a full day. But then they are willing to get together with people, being generous with their time. So I just wanted to uh, sum up a few things. The temptations are... I, have, I am what I do. I am what others think. I am what I have. And the way that we fight those is to be able to know our Bible. And not just know our Bible, but know our Bible well. Um, and then to know yourselves so that you may know God. And then to hope in God, do good, and be generous. I really wanted to thank you for uh, allowing me to share with you about just what God's been teaching me. But I really look forward to seeing you guys in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah.